Welcome back to the Productivity Digest. As part of an enlightening podcast network, we're here to ignite your curiosity and inspire continuous learning. Join us as we explore the vast universe of productivity, unveiling a new, hand-picked, bite-sized gem of journalism in each episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed available on iPhone and Android. In today's episode of the Productivity Digest podcast, we will be discussing an article that explores the fascinating topic of how to change your brain to get more done. Written by Michelle Lucadou, this article delves into the science behind productivity and offers practical tips for improving your focus and efficiency. Stick with me here. It's important. Let's dive in. How to Change Your Brain to Get More Done by Michelle Lucadou. My kid is scared of dogs. I, on the other hand, want to smush my face in every slobbery, mangy, wiggling, joyous canine I meet. We both see the same dog and we have polar opposite reactions to it. This concept is the root of all productivity and the building block of motivation. Perception is the lens through which we see all the world. Same dog, different lens for me and my kid. And when we see differently refracted versions of the same thing, we do different things. When we see a dog, my kid hides behind my leg and I turn into a cooing imbecile. So what do our differing perceptions of dogs have to do with productivity? These perceptions, they're malleable. I love dogs. My kid doesn't. Here's the thing. It's the same dang dog. Our experiences are viewed through unreliable monocles of our perception, which are clouded by our experience and jumbled by our emotions. Our brains are so malleable that we can change out those monocles for rose-colored glasses or an oculus. This example of our perceptions of dogs can be applied to productivity, and it can make a huge difference. Perception and productivity. Let's say you need to make an important sales call for the new company you created. If you look at the call as a chore, as something to be dreaded and put off to the last minute, you're probably not going to do such a good job with the call, if you actually complete it at all. If instead you look at the sales call as an opportunity, something you're excited about that could catapult your passion project to the next level, you're probably going to prepare for it and you're going to likely do a good job. Again, it's the same sales call. But your productivity and potentially your entire company's future can be altered by the way you perceive this sales call. We are significantly more apt to do the things we want to do before and more enthusiastically than those we want, don't want to do. The great thing is our perception is malleable. Changing your perception. How do you change your brain from being afraid of dogs to enjoying them? How do you convince yourself that your sales call is going to be awesome? And how do you change your brain to believe in yourself and your vision at all times? Great question. It's all in something called reframing. Dr. Rachel Casada Lohman writes about changing the way you think in psychology today. She says, quote, Fortunately, there is a little secret tool that you can use to literally change the way you think, and it's called reframing. Simply put, reframing is changing how you see something and then expressing it differently, end quote. Simply put, it's changing the lens through which you see things. One of my favorite reframing exercises is the ABC method first created by Dr. Albert Ellis, a clinical psychologist working in the 1950s. In his studies, Ellis found that there were three parts to most events in our daily lives. The activating event, A, 
our beliefs about that event, B, and the consequences from the event, C. In Simply Psychology, Dr. Saul McLeod writes, Ellis believes that it is not the activating event, A, that causes the negative emotional and behavioral consequences, C, but rather that a person interprets these events unrealistically and therefore has an irrational belief, B, that helps cause the consequences, C. So, if seeing a dog is the activating event, A, my kid believes that the dog will bite him, B, so he runs away from dogs, C, and he misses out on fun doggy playtime with dogs that won't actually bite him anyway. The key to change is to begin to shift your irrational or unproductive Bs. If, in the case of your dreaded sales call, your activating event, A, might be looking at your to-do list. Now, you can choose to go with your natural belief in relation to it. B, ugh, this is going to be terrible. Sales calls are the worst. Or you can, one day at a time, work to shift your beliefs to something more productivity-friendly. This call might be difficult, but it also might score us a lot of sales. These different beliefs will likely instigate different consequences. In the first instance, you might put off the call until the end of the day when you're dull and tired. In the second instance, you might jump right on it first thing in the workday when you're energized and enthusiastic. And these two types of calls will likely render very different results. Final thoughts. We don't often think of our mental state and our beliefs about our tasks in relation to productivity. In fact, we usually think the opposite. It doesn't matter what I think or feel about a task, I just need to get it done. While this kind of thinking might seem helpful, it might just be impacting your productivity because your mindset will impact the effectiveness of your efforts. And the more effective you are, the more productive you can be. So this week, I encourage you to take a moment, recognize what your activating events might be, notice your beliefs about them, and then think about the ways you can make some changes to impact your productivity and your overall happiness. If you enjoyed this, you may also like our other podcasts, the Self-Improvement Digest, the Psychology Digest, and the Life Digest. Stay curious, stay inspired, and thanks for listening.